0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to Locked On Browns. Obviously, it's been a great week here, Uh, episodes with Pete, episodes with Jeff Risden, episodes with Stephen Thomas, a solo effort thrown in there as well. Um, some news today and, you know, sitting down a little bit later today to record. Uh, but again, uh, you know, things break here. And this time, <clears throat> you know, this last week before the draft, a lot going on. We're going to get to all of that. Obviously, some work done by the front office today. We got to hear from Andrew Berry today as well. Uh, NFL trade gone down today. We're going to cover all that with Mr. Schme- P- uh, Mr. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. Also, if you haven't checked out, doesn't have a name yet, uh, but Nicole Browns Bay, uh, great friends, uh, Pete and I, uh, a new podcast coming through SI, first episode dropped today. Um, we're, I guess, in the transaction department. We're waiting uh, a, a name to be named later uh, on the podcast, uh, but Pete Nicole, both great people, and uh, Nicole's got a great voice. Uh, She's got great perspective. Smart gal. Uh, Nice job by Pete to uh, add a little bit more to her repertoire that, you know, obviously not being a lawyer or being a mom is enough. But uh, just bringing a great, great voice here uh, more into the Cleveland content scene. Uh, Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself uh, at Lockedon Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open, as everybody knows, whether it is iTunes, whether it is Spotify and, of course, the brand new Odyssey app. Make sure you are checking out and following Lockdown Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews. Thank you so kindly. Uh, From Sports Illustrated, Mr. Pete Smith, at underscore Pete Smith, underscore. Uh, Pete, morning started with a little work here today uh, from Andrew Barry uh, and the front office. Um, Nothing that you nor I didn't think was coming. Um, But, again, it's over. It's put to bed. Focus on the draft. Both Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward having their fifth year options picked up by the ball club?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, those were the most expected moves that could be made. Uh, I mean, there's no benefit to turning down Baker Mayfield's fifth year option. I assume they're going to try to extend him this summer um, so they get 2022 for a relative discount. It'll be more money for him, but he's going to probably get in the 30 millions uh, area average uh, when he does get his contract. So that's, that's still a, a bargain for him. Uh, Denzel Awards is the bigger question. i you know, cause 13 million, it's like 12 point something million near 13. That's a, you know, that's a good payday for one year of being a corner. Uh, so that's the one where I'm more curious to see if they're going to try to get it done now, basically saying that if we do it now, we can save some money, and they could, or if they're going to so, sort of say, yeah, we'll see what happens since we've got two years to sort of think about this, um, and then proceed from there. I'm guessing they're going to try to get a deal done with him now, sooner than later, but you know, I have a feeling that that they view him in their long-term future.
1: I think they do as well. And this could also be the caveat is if Ward and his camp go high on the money department, the Browns may say, Hey, can we see how 21 plays out? Because we could be talking about a player that could end up with his fourth year in the league, you know, of missed time, which when look, there's at the end of the day, this is, it's, you know, it's a strategy. You know, the front office is going to feel one way. Ward and his camp obviously are going to feel another But, you know, if it doesn't get done now, essentially, you know, uh, on a number that they can mutually agree upon, it goes longer. And you get in a situation where maybe, you know, Denzel Ward misses his two, three, possibly four games in 21 that he's had this issue of, and it's not a knock on Denzel when he plays, he's fantastic. Um, But the old cliche is, you know, your best availability, uh, your best ability is your, is your availability. Um, So if it, extends into the season if something like this happens. It could maybe change the landscape on that piece.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, I think there's a couple of things that could really help him out. Um, I think the scheme last year, just by, by necessity probably didn't maximize him the way they would like. I mean, I think they'd like to be able to play more man coverage. I assume they're going to play a lot more man coverage this year. Uh, you know, even on just third and medium. Um, and they got, they gave up so many of those sort of nickel and dime type plays on, on those type of situations, where I think he'll be better in that, but yeah, he just needs to sort of get, you know, luck, uh, on the health front. And, and obviously he missed, uh, a game due to COVID. So, or, you know, he was, whatever his situation was with COVID anyway. So, you know, those things presumably he won't get COVID again. Uh, and, you know, if he gets a little luck, but there on was that-
1: the calf, it, there was the calf issue too. Yeah. I guess that was uh, after the game winning interception against Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. He had the game of, he had the game of his season against Philadelphia. So it was like, of course he had to get hurt. Uh, but, so, I mean, <laughs> th- there's, there's an element of if he can get lucky, then, then maybe combined with the, the the changes they're making on defense that he can, you know, sort of hit that pro bowl season for his first time. Uh, and, and, you know, the Browns may try to bet early to, to cash in before he does that and then potentially ups his offer. But I think both teams are sort of motivated to get that done. Uh, I, I think the Browns have been planning ahead on some of these guys where they sort of had these uh, players. Miles Garrett was obviously the, the first one. Baker Mayfield will presumably be the second. And Denzel Ward will be in that mix of being those tentpole guys that the foundation of the franchise is going to be built around.
1: Uh, and it's, it's great to, you know, talk about this franchise and, you know, positivity and, you know, th- through such a, you know, a positive outlook of what's being done. And actually, um, I was speaking with an agent today, we're going to have, uh, you know, I'm going to get a couple of segments next week with uh, an NFL draft draft prospect, you know, rumored to be, you know, late day three, I'm sorry, late day two, early day three. And the agent actually saying to me, you know, we were we're really hoping, you know, we, you know, Cleveland's really, really high, you know, he'd really, really like it. And the first thing I'm thinking to myself is. Wow, you know, Mama, we come a long way because you used to, you know, I mean, (laughs) a couple of years ago, even just a couple of years ago, you know, agents, players, anybody were doing anything they could to get themselves as far away from this organization. And now, you know, through these conversations I had today, just hearing this from an NFL agent, it was just like, it was just mind blowing compared to where this franchise was, you know, going back to, you know, 17, you know, when I took over the show, Uh, just crazy. And, you know, obviously, you know, kudos all around. To uh, front office staff, players, everybody—you know—the uh, onus has changed. The game has changed. This franchise is for real, and it's certainly, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. We're going to get to Andrew Berry's presser today. He spoke, and I think he was a little bit more on—you know—I honest about some things. I was surprised that he actually did give up. We'll get to all that going on a little bit further here. The latest locked on Browns. Pete Smith joining Jeff Lloyd. This episode is brought to you by Ten Ten, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswania, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They are the perfect way to bring light into her life. They are available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. The collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. When I looked at these, Michelle Fontanici's Design was absolutely exquisite, stun out. Uh, it certainly stood out, and putting it on a woman's hand certainly would even add to the appeal. If you are on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you are definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the 10 by 10 in the search box at BlueNile.com. Pete, we got to hear a pre-draft presser today from general manager Andrew Barry. Uh, Andrew stated there are 114 players on their draft board. There are 54 priority free agents, in his opinion. And as we've spoken at length here, um, the first thing I think when you say that number, and you like it and everybody begins to speculate, all right, well, who's in, who's out? Of course, there are certain things that can go along with this, Pete, which brings the number down. You know, is Trevor Lawrence even on that board? Probably not. Um, he could be. But you. these are things that go into this and obviously the information, you know, given by Andrew Barry. But you tell me 114 on your draft board, 54 you view as uh, 54 extra additional that you view as priority free agents. First thing it tells me, Pete, is they don't think a ton of this group. They think there's question marks that they like. That's where you get your 54 priority free agents. But it also makes me think even more, Pete, that there is no way they are going to make nine selections a week from now.
0: Well, some of this is just there are not anywhere near as many kids in this draft as there are normally. Normally there's about, what, like 1,800? I think this year there's like 600 or something like that. It's like way, 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 way down. And next year is going to be the opposite. It's going to be gigantic uh, because of the amount of kids who either stood, stayed a year uh, or didn't play, or any number of other reasons uh, for staying in school. But there, next year's going to be a gigantic draft class. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, normally when I've done boards uh, in a normal year, I end up at like at 150 some. So yeah, it's obviously less. Um, it, you know, it, it, how much does that really matter in terms of how many players they pick? Probably doesn't. But at the same time, I mean, there's there's every incentive them naturally to just go up and get guys they want, um, guys they feel are good. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, if you have a less talented draft class overall, it sort of encourages you that much more to take best player available and just get as many of those guys because you're just trying to make sure you hit. Uh, as opposed to like you know, you go back to the 2013 NFL draft where that first round was like a graveyard. So, you you know, in this type of situation, you just want to make sure you're going to get players that fit. And Major Barry sort of touched on that fact that, and this is not something new for him. They always, you know, they, they get asked every year for some reason. Um, every year he talks about, you know, investments uh, paying off in the long term, that they're not about, you know, immediate gratification, that they're, they're trying to make the wisest picks for the long-term of the team, you know, uh, to me, that suggests that they aren't looking at certain positions because those positions aren't long-term investments, linebacker and running back. Uh, but everything else is sort of, you know, on the table, obviously I don't, they're, they're not going to take a quarterback, but uh, they you know, everything else is sort of up for grabs. So like, you know, when people tell you there's a 0% chance that they're going to pick a wide receiver, I think, that makes it pretty clear that there's more than a 0% chance because that can be a really good investment. Uh, Corners, safeties, defensive line, tight ends, like all those things are, are good investments for a team. So, you know, the, the free agency for this team and for most teams is to address needs. And then the draft for this team is about talent.
1: So Pete, you're telling me Kellen Mond at 89, isn't a good idea? Never mind. Never, never mind. I'll, I mean, I'll
0: write about that, not specifically, but th- th- there is a real <laughs> misunderstanding with how the NFL has changed in the past quarter century, uh, in how it really discourages you from drafting quarterbacks if you already have one.
1: Understood, one hundred percent. And where I, I will, you know, take this from here, and I actually got myself going um, a little bit. Um, but look. We know the Browns like to play a lot of tight ends. That's going to keep tight end in play. The Browns want to play a lot of cornerbacks. That's going to keep cornerback in play. Obviously, that looks a little bit less deep than other positions right now. The safety position. Yeah, maybe you don't need a safety. Why? Because you have three that you trust. If you want to play three safeties, and you got everyone heard Joe Wood speak, if you're going to play three safeties, you don't want just three. You need four, possibly five. Same thing with defensive line, interior, exterior it's you can see and why the wide receiver thing and this keeps going off its rails i never said that the browns were going to move on from four wide receivers after the 2021 season but you're in a position with two high-priced wide receivers and however you want to phrase it and i don't want to get into this and you know the fact that you can give a nice locker room speech is fantastic but you cannot put a monetary weight to that rashard higgins rashard higgins catches 75 passes this year, he he's not going to do the Browns a favor again. He's just – he's not. This is now two years, $2 years 2000000 He's probably not going to do the Browns a favor again. It's going to require a bigger check. So somebody's going to have to go to write that check. Good Hodge could be moved on. And look, Donovan Peoples-Jones at points last year showed some things. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, getting into it where, you know, you're not going to draft a wide receiver in the first or second round because you have Donovan Peoples-Jones. A, you missed the whole point entirely. But B, there's a reason, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones went round six last year, and it's not going to stop you from upping the room. And the wide receiver class is deep, it's talented. You've got guys on the outside, you've got guys on the inside. Positions that the Browns value, Pete, they're pretty plentiful in this draft. So even if you don't view it as a need, just because they have two or three tight ends, because they have X amount, it doesn't matter. You are going to continue to strengthen what you view is the most important part of your roster.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, look, the the Browns have a full wide receiver room technically, but they do have one major need in that wide receiver room, which is a speed. Uh, So you know, I've expected all along, they'd get some of that somewhere. Uh, and then, you know, they need corners. They need at least another safety. Um, they need more defensive line help. Um, those are issues that they need to address somewhere, somehow. I expect some of those things are going to come up in the draft. Most of those things are going to come up in the draft, but, you know, we did this last year with uh, assuming that all their picks on day three would be defense. And then they took Harrison Bryant, (laughs) and then they took Donovan Peoples jones Like, they didn't care. They're going to take what they think is going to help them. They took Nick Harris, too. (laughs) And Nick Harris. And and, uh, Harrison Bryant and Donovan Peoples jones and Nick Harris all contributed. Uh, So that's their mindset. And and right now, they're in a better position to continue with that mindset than they were last year. So there's no reason for them to go away from it. I, I don't see them. Chasing after needs, uh, especially with that first pick. So, as much as I think they would love to get a corner or an edge rusher, um, if those things aren't there, I don't think they're going to force it. Um, at that point, it could be a wide receiver, or it could be trading down, or it could be something else. It won't be a linebacker, but it'll be something um, along those lines. That's a good investment, and to me, you know, when we say good investment for the first and second round though those uh to me are two contract players and mm-hmm. by virtue of that um you know running back you know, we we all sort of knew what we were getting in nick chubb obviously him being a superstar whoa, 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 whoa.
1: He- not everybody not everybody pete give yourself a pat on the back on that one but well, go ahead
0: Well, I'm just saying that, like, they, you know, Nick... I can't believe you're on here being humble on a Friday afternoon. Who the hell are you now? Well, they took a a running back in the second round. So the expectation is the running back in the second round would be good. There was sort of this, like, he'll be good, but we're probably letting him go in five years, or four years, as the the case was. Uh, That's sort of where you're like, does that really make it a good investment? I think it's the um, same deal with... Linebacker, increasingly, that is a one contract player, uh, you know, between injuries and and how many are truly three down linebackers, which is which is an increasingly rare breed uh, that, you know, the, the guys, so many guys fall short of that, that, you know, extending them tends to be a bad contract. So it's, it's picking players that are going to be a good contract. Uh, down the road and are going to be something you want to keep Um, whether that's you know something that's going to necessarily immediately jump out in there and play or something that's going to be able to uh, you know pay off handsomely uh, in a year so so like Rashad Bateman's a great example like there are people are like whoa 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 we can't take a receiver (laughs) and one I, I do think he would obviously play I think he'd be at no worse than third receiver because they they put speed on the field with their third receiver last year, um, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't as good as Higgins. Uh, but and beyond that, the expectation is that one or you know, some people think both of those big contracts in that room will be gone next year. And I don't think the Browns are going to be like, you know, uh, I guess I guess we're done competing now. Like they want to be able to carry that over. So yes, Donovan Peoples Jones certainly they they like him. Higgins they like him but if they can sort of carry that over and let's say they keep beckham or they don't uh you know they, they sort of makes a nice transition into that next year because the browns are in position to compete for the super bowl now and they're in a position to compete for the super bowl next year at least so they're not going to just be like accepting of the fact that they're done after this year if they don't keep those guys they don't aren't they are they're all about options they're all about giving themselves as much wiggle room in that, in that regard as possible.
1: And, you know, everybody wants to keep bringing up, you know, the Landry-Beckham thing. Look, it's going to get to the point here at the end of this year where these guys are now almost on the outside looking in of premium money. Um, so th- the fascination that these two need to be linked at the hip is going to be over. Um, you're going to go chase down the last biggest dollars you can, and I know it sounds weird where these guys are 28, you know, closing in on 29. But it's truth. It's it's the state of the game. And, you know, we've talked before where maybe Odell doesn't seem like a guy who's going to be out here trotting that round when he's, you know, 32, 33 years old. Just seems a little bit wired differently and probably some other things in his life that he'd like to get to. Uh, Pete, the it finally came through the loophole in the jersey. You know, the fact that, you know, we can change. You can wear this. You can wear that. Uh, Dalvin cook. Oh, looked at it. Hey, maybe, you know, I love number four when I was in college, $1.5 million for me to wear number four. So it looks like this was maybe put in and this is really something that maybe rookies can benefit on. Not so much veterans of the NFL.
0: Well, yeah. So that part was unexpected.
1: Um, that, yeah, the, you think yeah. they were going to pass this. They were just going to ignore that.
0: Yeah, that part that the part of having this massive penalty included was was an unexpected twist. However, there were a bunch of players that had already sort of you know been doing some of their own research on this, either like Ronnie Harrison was doing it. Media. Well, like social media for example, like oh, yeah. one of the one of the earliest was Stefan Diggs and he came to the conclusion pretty quickly that it wasn't going to be worth it and that not you know not that he he had his necessarily had his heart set on or anything, but he just so many people had 14 jerseys. He wasn't gonna like. He didn't want. He 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 made it sound like he'd feel guilty if he's sort of like expecting them to, you know, go out and get another one. So he basically decided it wasn't worth it. And I really yeah, think I mean, that was, was Wilson,
1: Same theory, you know. And both players are on the same arc, and the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I there,
0: are where, <laughs> there are players where it doesn't matter. Like, I, I you know, I don't know what the penalty is for for somebody like Mac Wilson. They may pay him to change numbers. I, I don't know.
1: Uh, but <laughs> maybe uh, something that we could take care of it. You know, in a uh, GoFundMe and probably take care of it in a couple hours. But you know, but even yeah, still, so let the Ernest Johnson keep his number for now. It
0: really does. You know, it, it really will be interesting to see this coming up for this rookie class, how many people really want to do this? I assume, I assume a number will, uh, but, uh, you know, that it seems like as much as the NFL is like, yeah, you can do this, but we really don't want you to do this. That, that, you know, we'll see how much it actually happens.
1: Yeah. It's like, kind of like when your parents, you know, basically, you know, give in to something you want, but there are so many parameters and rules and regulations that go along with it. You're like, uh, yeah, forget it. it's, it, it's, It's just not even worth it, you know. Oh, yeah, you can drive the nice car on Friday night, but you're not allowed to have any friends in the car. You're not allowed to go to the party in town. You're not allowed you know. I mean, it's certainly geared like this is probably geared more to the 2021 uh, rookie class. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, continue to roll on through here. Your latest Locked On Browns. Obviously, some housekeeping done today by the the Browns Fund Office. We got to hear from Andrew Berry. You know, thoughts on the draft, getting everything ready. And, of course, you know, the city getting ready to embrace being the host For the 2021 NFL Draft and uh, weather, please cooperate. We will get back to a little bit more here. Big NFL trade today on the latest Lockdown Browns. The Improved built Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars are 100%. They are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft, so they are easy to chew. Bilt is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Go to BiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, college basketball may be over, but the NBA, the NHL, MLB, and NFL prop, NFL draft prop bets all in action. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code ALL CAPS NO SPACE LOCKED ON. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Make sure you are also checking out the NFL, the Locked On NFL Mock Draft, uh, done through Aud- uh, Odyssey, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Odyssey is, as well. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, obviously, we've had a lot of fun with it. It's gotten uh, some great reviews. Um, and, you know, for us and the hosts, it's a great way to, you know, get together, have some fun. Everybody has, you know, some sort of mock drafts. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. The Brown selection is up today. Don't kill the messenger. We actually did make the pick a month ago, but go ahead and check that out. A trade today, Pete, late in the afternoon. The Kansas City Chiefs have acquired offensive tackle Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens, giving up pick 31 in this year's draft. Other picks involved uh, as it stands now, Pete, the Baltimore Ravens hold the 27th selection and the 31st selection in the first round. Interesting. Um, you have to think somehow, some way, they have to bring an offensive lineman into the fold, certainly with what the Browns have done defensively. Um, there is another thought of, you know, is there one receiver in this class that Baltimore thinks fits Lamar Jackson after three years? I don't know if that's the case. But Baltimore, all of a sudden, Pete, has a lot of firepower here. And for a team that's been, you know, very good, a playoff team for three seasons in a row now, uh, maybe realizing that it's time to switch things up, and they're going to need to bring in some more firepower, or they're just scared of the Browns and just trying to do everything they can to keep up. Yeah, it really feels like the Ravens took a step back,
0: um, and I feel like a lot of this offseason is a step back. Um, they, uh, Orlando Brown, uh, asked to uh, to be traded.
1: Uh, and know, guys, wants- for those who don't know, here's the deal, real quick. The Ravens wanted to keep Orlando Brown and sign him as a right tackle. Orlando Brown basically said, I came into this league as a left tackle. I played right tackle. Now I've played left tackle for you. We're not going to play this game. I want to be played as a left tackle, but go ahead, Pete.
0: Yeah, so, they, you know, he wanted to play left tackle. The Ravens have Ronnie Stanley. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if they were going to be able to pay Orlando Brown anyway, but – you know, he sort of ended that sort of conversation. Uh and they trade him to the Chiefs. The Chiefs now had had need of a left tackle. They let both Eric Fisher and uh, Mitchell Schwartz go. They they do have some options for right tackle, like Lucas Niang and everybody's favorite Super Bowl loser Mike Remmers. Uh,
1: <laughs> and they still
0: do have uh Martinez Rankins and and they do have uh Prince Tega Winogo. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah a former Pete Smith favorite. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm curious to see if his knee is ever going to be right.
0: But yeah, they do have some options, and they could always draft more. So, also oh, they upgraded.
1: Uh, they, I mean, they brought in Kyle Long. They brought in Joe Thune. They, they've literally revamped the entire offensive line on the fly. Yeah,
0: they really, they really took an effort to improve the interior. Thune was a big upgrade in the interior. Austin Blythe was a relative upgrade. And then I don't know what Joe, what, uh, long Kyle long. Been, I don't, I don't know what Kyle it's, Long. Was
1: it's so difficult to be somebody that plays in the interior and take some time off like Kyle long did. And then all of a sudden try to fire it back up again. We'll see how it plays out, but you know, it's, it, it's just so hard to turn that motor off and then try to turn it back on.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a tough spot. So they replaced all the Browns they had on there, uh, including, uh, Including uh, well, obviously Schwartz, they had Rider. Uh, Austin, Austin Ryder, and then they had the uh, the old guard from Eastern Michigan that we had for like twenty minutes. Oh, uh, but so they so they get here. <laughs> they obviously get you know a big big left tackle uh, in Orlando Brown, and right tackle becomes a question mark. They're playing for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they lost last year, they won the year before they feel good they kept most everybody, and they feel really good about their chances. so um from that standpoint it's 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 uh it's a big move for them, uh, and they still do have a second round pick, which is actually kind of important. um, they send a first round pick, a third round pick, and a fourth round pick to the ravens and and they both they swap twenty two uh picks. Uh, in the fifth and sixth round, but the, the Ravens got, uh, or the, I should say the Ravens sent a second round pick along with, uh, with Brown. And so the Ravens now have two first round picks, two third round picks, two fourth round picks. Uh, and they've just lost their starting right tackle. They already had questions on the offensive line. They lost both of their starting pass rushers in Matthew Judon and Yannick Ngakwe. So they have work to do anyway. They may want another safety, uh, but they they were just losing a little bit of talent. And they, they you know, they, they had lost Marshall Yanda the year before. So they have, the, they have some things to improve. Uh, so in that sense, it might be a a, step, a slight step back to take a big step forward because, you know, they have six picks in that first four round area and they could trade up into the second round or they could trade back into the second round, something along those lines. But if they... You know, if they hit those picks uh, and do well, then they could be right back to being a a, a real contender in twenty two, twenty three. They can still make the playoffs. I expect they still will make the playoffs in twenty one. I just don't think they're going to be quite as 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 talented as they were uh, this past year. With the caveat, unless Lamar Jackson takes a big step forward as a quarterback, and he could, if he does that, then they're you know all bets are off because you, he's so. Uh, Gifted in so many ways that you know if he if he throws more of those passes where it seemed to be one out of every 10 throws was absolutely deadly perfect and if he ups that to like one out of five and just has more passes that go where they're supposed to then they become a really dynamic team. Uh, However, the one caveat, uh, the one little thing that's really important is by sending that second round pick to the Chiefs, they no longer pick right before the Browns. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were picking fifty eight. And the Browns are picking 59. And, and you know, there's some thought that, you know, the, the Ravens could sit there and take a player that the Browns wanted and then they'd have to face him twice per year. You know, they're still going to play the Chiefs a lot. They play them this year and they may play them in the playoffs again. Uh, but they may not feel as inclined to like jump up past them as they might with the Ravens. So now, the Browns pick in front of the Ravens for the top three rounds, and then it starts to get murky in, in the later rounds because of the compensatory picks and stuff. But that does, I think, give the Browns a little bit of a sigh of relief that they aren't sort of picking behind the Ravens in, in that scenario. And the Ravens could obviously trade up uh, in front of them. But I do think that gives them a little bit of an advantage in that standpoint. So I think the Browns have a, a, a easier path to get to the playoffs. That doesn't guarantee them anything. Uh, I think they're, you know, what I think they should win the AFC North, but obviously the Ravens mm-hmm. could win that. But those are the two teams I think are going to make it out of this division. The harder part is now that the Chiefs are obviously better. The Buffalo Bills are obviously very imposing. So those teams, those two teams look more difficult once we get to the playoffs. So it's a little bit of a trade-off in that scenario. But I do think you know, especially if Lamar Jackson is sort of flat relative to where he has been, or he takes just a minor improvement that the stuff they've lost around him could be pretty bad. Now, my fear is that they take two really big fat kids uh, with those two picks and they really (laughs) set themselves up because the talk is that they're going to sign Alejandro Villanueva, which makes sense. I think that's why this deal didn't happen earlier. Uh, He can play right tackle uh, and, and step in, although He's never blocked Miles Garrett. I don't see why he'd start now, and he doesn't really add much as a run blocker. So that's not really in their character. However, guys like Ben Cleveland, like that is right up Baltimore's alley. Uh even Creed Humphrey in that Got regard. a little Marshall Yanda to do. Him. Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, he's 6-6 six, six, like 300 and God only knows how many pounds. Strong mean man. Athletic, physical. Yep. Yeah, it's like if you, for what the Ravens do, he seems like perfect. So if they get like him, and everybody's worried about taking them, them taking a wide receiver. I'm not for whatever reason I, I, until I see Lamar Jackson really take that step forward. Because to me, Marquise Brown is a good player. Like Marquise,
1: all these people he laugh should flourish at in that offense. They just can't find a way to make it happen.
0: Like my dream right now is that the Ravens quit on him, and then the Browns grab him because I think he'd be incredible with Baker Mayfield. Like he was great in the playoffs. Uh, they just. They need the passes to be better. It certainly he could keep growing, but if they take a receiver, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I mean, do something with it. But if they do what the Ravens typically do, they they fortify their offensive line and like, let's say they took Trevon Morig and.
1: Uh, that's and funny Pee- because I asked, I asked one question today about this deal. And one of the things that is, you know, offensive lineman, and Trevon Morrig, but go ahead. Yeah, I
0: mean, if they take Morrig to to refortify that safety position, become uh, well, well the,
1: Earl, the Earl Thomas that they were trying to have exactly.
0: Yeah, their their defense is predicated on blitzing. They can find dudes that can blitz, but if they do that and they take like a Ben Cleveland, uh, they they get to back to being the Ravens really fast. Um, and if they you know, they have all those other picks and they can find some some pass rushers and stuff like that then they, then they don't lose much ground but i think again i think they're going to be worse this year and then if those guys are good if they didn't take patrick queen again uh although we'll <laughs> see maybe he'll get better this year um if they if they hit then the ravens could be deadly in 22 and 23 and and then it becomes just an absolute bloodbath between the browns and the ravens for a few years
1: which hey i mean and these would turn into the thursday night games the thanksgiving night games the way it should be. And, you know, Pittsburgh, take your stuff, pack it up, go on home. Uh, Justin Lane, all the best. I hope we get it figured out. That was uh, some tough news to hear today. Uh, Obviously, you guys know how we all felt about him a few years ago. I hope the young man uh, can, you know, get his life and everything back together and and on the right path. He is Pete Smith from Brown's Digest through sportsillustrated.com. Uh, obviously, Pete and the team here—they are now seeing the finish line. We're all seeing the finish line. It's—it's it's been a difficult draft cycle, obviously this year. You know, last year obviously we had more opportunities where we did have a combine, but then we didn't have pro days this year. Everything based upon pro days and predicated on that. Um, but hey, you take what you can get. You do your best and you try to put out the best work and content you can. So make sure you're checking everything out. Browns Digest uh, through SI.com. Uh, make sure you're checking out Pete and obviously you know our good buddy Nicole as, uh, you know, they're going to sit down and do a little work together. Uh, Nicole, again, great voice, great mind, uh, just a great gal. So uh, pretty happy to see that. And Actually, I didn't even know about it And when I first saw it today. I was just like, oh, that was perfect. Um, You know, Pete and Nicole just definitely had a, a good rapport together. That should do very well, so make sure you're checking that out. And, of course, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Me, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow over there. DMs are always open. As you guys know, the show itself, Locked On Browns, follow back account, DMs are open. As you guys know, questions, ideas, and I'm getting flooded with them now, and I'm doing my best to accommodate everybody. Um, I appreciate it because in about two weeks, we understand we're going to be, you know, everybody's just going to take a woo-saw moment and, and relax for a little minute. Uh, so I'm trying to do the best to uh, I can to accommodate everybody, whether it is the brand new Odyssey app, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you are following Locked On Browns. Please do me a favor. Please, please, please drop those five-star ratings, written reviews. Thank you so kindly. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.